to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Welcome to episode number three. I hope you enjoyed episode number two. If you haven't listened yet, I highly recommend you check it out. We talk about how you can meet your dog's needs to make sure they live a happy, healthy life. Today, I would like to talk about barking. Does your dog bark at the mailman? Other dogs? People? Skateboards? The doorbell? This episode is for you. In episode number one, we talk about how to manage behaviors and how to train new behaviors. And I am going to continue to follow the management first and then training protocol so that you can have the most success. If you have a dog who is barking a lot, first I want to look at motivation. What is the dog's motivation for the barking? Are they barking because they want attention? Are they barking because they're fearful? So that's really, really important. And that's the first thing you need to consider when you're looking at the unwanted behavior of barking. So say I have a dog who is constantly barking out the front window at passersby. I think in that context, the dog's motivation is to get the passerby to leave quickly and unfortunately by barking at the window they're successful in getting the people to disappear so management's going to be really really key here so I'm going to look at how can I limit the dog's access to the front window can I use a crate can I use an x-pen can I use some sort of barrier to prevent the dog from loitering at the front window if management on that level isn't possible there is also it's like essentially a big sticker that you can put on the window that makes it hard for the dog to see what's going on outside and I have had clients use that to successfully manage the barking so that's definitely a consideration say I have a dog who barks at other dogs when we're out on walks and this specific dog its motivation for barking is coming from a place of insecurity The dog doesn't have very good social skills and when they see other dogs they bark so that they don't come any closer because the dog is afraid. So in that case if I have a fearful dog I am still going to use management in that context. So I may walk on off hours so I don't encounter a lot of dogs. I may walk across the street so that the dog can't see the other dog. And again, management strategies are short term until you can get the training set up. If you have a dog who barks at other dogs when you're out walking, you need to be sure what their motivation for the barking is. If it's coming from a place of fear, use a lot of management and give them a ton of space from those other dogs. Let's go back to the example of a dog who barks at the front window when people walk by. We've talked about how to set up management techniques to prevent the unwanted behavior from occurring. Now we have to think about a behavior we'd rather see. Maybe you're cool with the dog looking out the window but not barking. If you want the dog to just look out the window and not bark, 
you're going to have to sit next to the window and as people walk by, you're going to have to mark and reward every few seconds while the dog stays quiet. If the dog is not capable of staying quiet, if you're sitting there, then you need to back the dog up. So maybe I'll sit 10 feet away from the window so they can still see out the window, but they're not as close. And again, I'm going to be marking and rewarding every few seconds for the dog staying quiet. Like we talked about, I just use a verbal marker word. Yes, you could use a clicker. It's totally up to you, but we have to really use positive reinforcement to increase the likelihood that the dog will be quiet watching people go by at the window. I think that another alternate behavior would be to default back to you. I would set that up where I'm sitting at the window and every time the dog looks away from the window and looks at me, I'm going to mark and reward. And then I'm going to start to move myself back from the window, people are walking by, the dog looks at the people, then looks back at me, I'm going to mark and I'm going to reward. So those are just a couple of options for alternate behaviors. Like we talked about in episode one, I think lay down on a mat is a really good behavior. You could also use that as an alternate behavior to barking at people as they walk by, but those are some training suggestions for barking at people as they walk by. Let's go back to the example of a fearful dog who barks at other dogs while they are on walks. Because we know that the behavior is coming from a place of fear, we are going to use a different quadrant of learning from positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement falls under the operant conditioning quadrant of learning, and we're going to use classical conditioning to address the fear first. The reason we're going to do that is because I want the dog's conditioned emotional response to the other dog to be positive, and once I have that, then I can switch back to the positive reinforcement aspect of training. Classical conditioning essentially is letting the stimulus be the predictor that something good is going to happen. So the sight of another dog is the predictor that food is going to happen. In my training sessions, I am first and foremost going to make sure that I have plenty of space from the other dog. And I am going to feed the dog every few seconds as the other dog is in sight. Doing training setups with the help of a positive reinforcement trainer is definitely advisable if you have a dog who exhibits this behavior. It's much more complex than I can list to you in my podcast, but... Basically, you want the dog to make the association that when they see other dogs, the food starts a flowing. I hope that gives you some good information about what you can be doing to address barking. I want to do one last example just because this is something that I have definitely had to work on. Um, Not only with Tiva and Waylon, but um, Waylon's predecessor, Sunny, I also really had to work on this. And that unwanted barking behavior was barking when someone knocked at the front door. I think that all three of my dog's motivation for barking at the front door was more kind of like the startle response, right? Like they were startled that someone was knocking and then, you know, chaos would ensue. What I did for my dogs is I used classical conditioning to get their condition emotional response to the doorbell to be positive. I broke that down like so. One, I used management. I told people not to knock at the door before they came in so that I could prevent the unwanted behavior from occurring. And then in training sessions, I knocked on the door and I fed the dogs like four or five treats, one right after another. 
the knock at the door in the feeding was not contingent on any behavior. So even if they barked, I continued to feed. And I did tons and tons and tons of repetitions of this, okay? Knock, 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 feed, feed, feed. Knock, 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 feed, feed, feed. And what happens over time is that the knock, knock, knock becomes the predictor that something good is going to happen. And the dog's ability to stop barking and shift their focus into a happy mindset was much, much easier. Sunny, who I mentioned, was a wonderful dog who lived with us for 10 years and we, oh, we just sorely miss him. I mean, I, the reason I'm a dog trainer is because of Sunny. I rescued Sunny from what was then Table Mountain Animal Shelter. They have since knocked that down and they built Foothills Animal Shelter, which is a beautiful facility. But when I adopted him, he was a shell of himself. I mean, we didn't even know that this dog had a tail because it was constantly tucked under his legs. He was so scared. He had mange. He was super malnourished. And because of Sunny, I learned how to become a dog trainer. And I am so eternally grateful to him for that, not only for this wonderful profession, but also to all the life lessons he taught me in the decade that he lived with us. After Sunny learned to trust and kind of came out of his shell, honestly, it took like a good two years. But after that, we found the wonderful sport of dog agility and we started just for confidence building. That was really our objective and it turned out that he loved agility and we continued to compete for many many years I loved running agility with him oh I could cry thinking about those magical moments with him but yeah so I have a a lot of gratitude for Sonny and everything that he taught me I feel like I owed him a little cameo since I haven't introduced him yet anyways I hope that this episode has been helpful and given you some good ideas about how you can be using management as well as training to prevent unwanted barking in your dogs. One last thought is that barking is also very breed specific. If you have a Sheltie, a Schnauzer, an Australian Shepherd, Parking is a normal part of who they are, so while you can use management and training to decrease barking, you also can't train out behaviors that they are genetically predisposed to. So that's definitely a consideration when, you know, you're dealing with unwanted barking. If you don't want a dog that barks a lot, you definitely should not get a Sheltie or a Schnauzer or an Australian Shepherd. If you have questions about unwanted barking, please feel free to tag me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, or you can also tag me on Facebook, a good feeling dog training, and I'm happy to answer your questions there. Thank you so much for tuning in to Disorderly Dogs, and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.